1: Peter hello Petros how are you doing my brother <laughs> going great <laughs> it's good to hear from you man yeah we've got about uh, we got some time on the clock brother could you bring us um, a little teaching tonight you have a, a teaching you'd like to share
0: yeah yeah I can do that we can um, uh, we can talk a, uh, we can talk very direct and very clear about a couple of things and it it'll be fun Take it away. The microphone is yours. All right. Praise the Lord, everyone, and um, uh, you know, thank God we got uh, we got a, a group of believers that uh, that really love the truth. We have to look at the truth and look for the truth in an honest way. You know, we we just got to do that. We can't justify ourselves by Looking around the truth. Sometimes when we see the truth, it's ouch, oh, wow, oh, oh, I'm in error. Well, that's okay. We just see it and and um, polish ourselves up. But what I wanted to talk about is um, what I wanted to talk about is um, a, a couple of powerful uh, things that can really help uh, believers and. Um, We're getting some testimonies. Um, All of a sudden, I've got people wanting to come around here. They're turning up really without appointment. And, um, of course, I never turn anyone away. And we've got some people here. I I, I had uh, just before I got back, when I got back from Fiji, some people turned up, and I taught this lady about the milk. And uh, she turns up. Very excited. For the first time in her Christian life, she's getting victory. And she's telling everyone, oh, my goodness, this milk, the milk works. The milk works. And um, so I wanted to clarify it uh, because um, there's a misunderstanding that it's just for baby Christians or it's teaching and we're above it and all of that. And really, it's not the case. It's called the land of milk for a reason. God has called the promises the milk. The land, the promised land is the milk and honey. And tonight I wanted to explain what I believe the reason is for the milk and the honey as the name of the promised land. It's not called the land of the cross. It's not called the land of the Lord. It's called the land of milk and the land of honey. We have a look up there, up in the scripture. We can go to Judges chapter 4, which was the scripture that I found that opened this up for me. It opened it up for me because of my name's Bible, because when you read the Bible with the meaning of the names, the message that God intended us to get becomes clearer. The story in Judges chapter 4 talks about Sierra being put to sleep by milk from a, a lady who is called the most blessed woman. To live the most blessed woman in the tent means the most blessed woman in a body why was she blessed he asked for water and she gave him milk she disobeyed his request but thought better about it and gave him milk why is that? Why would God say she's blessed? The most blessed woman? Why would he say that? He's pointing out a very big secret. That's why. He wants us to have attention. Oh look, there's the most blessed woman on earth. She's used milk. So we can't ignore that. We've got to look we've got to look at it and we've got to Got to say, what is God trying to show us here? What is He showing us? So we had a look at it. The name Sierra in the Scripture, and it's um, Judges chapter four, verse eighteen. The the name Sierra that was put to sleep is battle array. So from that, I gathered the the milk put to sleep. The enemy's battle array in our life. Wow. That's powerful. Because, see, we have the the war in our own minds, and then we have people with their minds warring against us, our boss, our family, our friends, strangers. But the milk puts to sleep everything in battle array in everyone, in every situation that's concerning us. It is a manifestation of God's love. If we go to Romans chapter 1, there's a foundational scripture that's the best one to test everything with. If we read out Romans 1, we'll find that it, there is a way to see clearly the unseen. God has given us a way. Um, let me just uh, get it here because this scripture, you can use it over and over again if you want to understand something you can't see. It says this. It says um, in um, Romans 1.19, Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. That means invisible things can be seen. It's possible to see them. Clearly, being understood by the things that are made, this is how we see the unseen, even his eternal power and the Godhead. So man is without excuse. Man has no excuse because of the made things. God framed the world to show us the spiritual unseen world. So if we go back to milk, we have the natural made in us to show us the unseen. What does milk do? When you get a mother with a newborn baby feeding the baby the milk, what happens? The crying baby goes to sleep. The torment in the baby stops the baby is fed and gross and The milk even has antibiotics and heals So there we have some powerful reasons not to disregard the love of God in the milk I can prove from the scripture that the Lord Jesus used the milk and fed on the milk so that he would know good and refuse evil. If it is good enough for Jesus and essential to his spiritual growth, why don't we use it? If we go on in um, Judges chapter 4, I'll just see if I can get it here because it's the whole story actually leads the path of salvation and um, it ends up with the killing of the um, king of the promised land in which his name is very interesting as well. But I'll get to that uh, after because we get this milk sorted out and um, (laughs) here we are. I'll get finding it. Now the situation is: is milk is spiritual. It's more than just teaching. It's a spiritual antiseptic that puts to sleep the enemies in our life. In the New Testament, Peter says, "We need this spill to grow the milk to grow in salvation." So, without it, how can you grow? He puts to sleep the enemies in the people's minds so that then they are clear thinking to receive the teaching to hold their deliverance. Deliverance, I now realize, is a two-step process. It's just like in hospital. You go in there with a critical injury, they, they put you under anesthetic. Then they operate. God is doing it the same way. With deliverance first is the anesthetic that's the milk the second step is the teaching and the full deliverance that's the meat it's not a pride thing it's a method it's a method from the love of God if we skip the milk stage we're, tra- we're trying to do something that's too hard and that's where many find they fail; they never get through, and it's hard, or it's hard to get through, because they've missed the way to do it. Here we are, uh, Judges four. Uh, let's go to verse eighteen. It's interesting that Jael; her name means mountain goat. That's a sheep that goes on the high places. Jael Mountain Goat went out to meet C. Sierra battle array, and said to him, Turn in my lord, turn into me, fear not. When he had turned into her, into the tent, she covered him with a mantle, and he said to her, Give me I pray thee a little water to drink, for I'm thirsty. She opened a bottle of milk and gave him drink and covered him. Again, she said to her, again, he said to her, stand in the door of the tent. It shall be when any man come and inquire of thee, say, is there any man here that thou shalt say, no, the demons want to hide. Then Jael mountain goat, Hebers, which means Conrad, wife, took a nail of the tent and took a hammer in her hand and went softly unto him and smote the nail into his temples, and fastened it to the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary. The milk will make your enemies fast asleep and weary. As behold, Barak, a lightning flash, pursued Sierra, Jael Mountain came out to meet him and said, Come, and I will show you the man which thou seekest. And when he came to her tent, behold, See Sierra Battle Array lay dead. The nail was in his temples. I thought about this. What is a tent peg? Aren't we a tent? Would the cross be considered a tent peg? Type and shadow. Nailed through the temple, the power of the enemy, their, their temple, their head and nailed to the ground. What is the ground? God said to Adam, cursed is the ground. So you could say she nailed him with the cross to the curse. That's how we deal with our enemies. If we go further on to chapter 5, here we'll see about how the battle was fought. Because it goes on and it says in verse 24, Blessed above woman, blessed above woman. Did that include Mary? Blessed above woman shall J.E.L. Mountain Goat, the wife of Heba, the comrade, the Kenites, which is Smith's, be blessed. She be above woman in the tent. He asked for water. She gave him milk. She brought forth butter from a royal, uh, sorry, a lordly dish. She put her hand to the nail and her right hand to the workman's hammer. Who is the right hand? With the hammer she smote, see Sierra battle array. She smote off his head. And when she had pierced and stricken through his temples, at her feet he bowed, he fell, he lay down, at her feet he bowed, He fell where he bowed. There he fell down dead three times. It was not an easy victory. We have a situation here where if you read quick, you miss it. Butter. She brought forth butter in a lordly dish. What is that? What is butter on a lordly dish? My goodness. How are you going to work out what that is? Then I realized I had one of those penny drop moments. Butter's made from stirring up milk. Butter comes from stirring up the love of God. We stir up the gifts that are in us. We stir up the love of God. It's a type and shadow of hallowed be thy name, stirring up the Lord, stirring up God, stirring up the love of God and feeding it to our enemies. That's your praise and worship. That's your sincere prayers. That's your tears. That's your love for God, love for the brethren. That's what will finish the enemy in your life this is why jesus said love god with all your heart all your soul all your might everything you got because jesus knew i believe if you did this your enemies will die now let's have a look at jesus You know, I've been boo-hooed for this milk doctrine, but I tell you what, it works.
1: Yes, it does. And, you know, demons
0: love their milk. <laughs> <laughs> they love the milk. <laughs> You know, the fall of man was because man ate. And the salvation as man is eating and drinking. So what we have here is, well, we can get this scripture first. Second Peter 2.2. Like newborn infants, that's referring to Romans 1, like what babies do. Have a look at that. The natural showing the supernatural. Long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. We need it. It's required for growth. It's spiritual. It is not teaching, as we can see there, it was a power that put the enemy to sleep in that example. So, I found this scripture and nearly fell over. I'll just find it here. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Isaiah seven fourteen to 16. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and he shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Who is that? I think everyone would agree that is Jesus. Verse 15. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. There it is. Jesus needed and used the butter and honey that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. Butter is the stirred up milk. Are we using the butter and honey or are we remaining handicapped in knowing how to refuse the evil evil and choose the good. Song of Solomon says, I am come into my garden, my sister, my spouse. Who is that? That's the church. I have gathered my mirth with my spice. I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey. I have drunk my wine with my milk. Eat. O oh, friends, drink ye, drink abundantly, over the It's the love. The blood, the milk, the honey and the bread. It's called the land of milk because it's the land of the love of God. Defeating our enemies. What has honey got to do with it? (laughs) Oh, dear. You know, there is one scripture that really sorts it out. But before I go to that, we will go. Before I go to that, we will go to the dialogue of Satan in the garden. Um, where's my Bible? I'll get my just normal Bible here. Here we go. We go up there. We'll find the dialogue of Satan talking to Eve when he's tricking her. Now I have a message here that I'll that I'll just tag on here shortly. That will t- because it's very interesting about doctrine. In chapter three, verse five. For God does know, Satan speaking, that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. God's is little g there. My belief on this is God does know that in the day you eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened and you will be demonized. You have the access to receive evil. Okay, we go to First Samuel fourteen twenty seven. It's the story of Jonathan. King Saul had given an agree that no one would eat that day. It Says, but Jonathan, Jehovah has given. That means Jonathan means Jehovah has given. Heard not when his father charged the people with the oath. Wherefore he put the end of his rod that was in his hand and dipped it in a honeycomb. And he put his hand to his mouth and his eyes were enlightened. The honey heals the very opening of the eyes to evil from the fall. 1 Samuel 14, 29. Then Jonathan, Jehovah has given, my father has troubled the land. See, I pray you how my eyes have been enlightened because I tasted a little of this honey. If we want the healing of the access of evil, we must eat the honey from the rock. Psalms 81.16, he should have fed them also with the finest of wheat and with honey out of the rock, should I have satisfied thee. This is why butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. So So it is a conclusion with me. That the promised land, by the way, the name Canaan means low land. It's for the humble. Feed on the milk, be humble, and humble yourself. Feed on the milk, which is praying for the love of God to put down your enemies. And you will walk in the promises. The land of promise is the land of milk and honey. It is the land of God's love, putting to sleep our enemies, and the land of the healing of the access of evil. Wow. It shows to me the incredible grace of God. We don't need skill for the honey. We are able to access the love of God without money, just by prayer. Proverbs twenty four thirteen. My son, eat thou honey because it's good, and the honeycomb which is sweet to thy taste, so that the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When thou has found it, there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. How about that?
1: I say that's awesome. If you're just tuning in right now, we're bringing it to you this evening. Minister Peter Wiffen from the Gold Coast of Australia.
0: I guarantee by my own foundational beliefs that if a person sincerely calls for the love of God to put to sleep their enemies, he will do it. What is faith? If we really want to know what faith is, we have to look at the word faithful. To be faithful means to honor what you say. And God is faithful. He says he's faithful and he never is not faithful. Faith is not belief, yet it is related to belief, but faith is not belief. Faithful is to do what you say. Belief is to trust in someone doing what they say. We believe that God is faithful. The wires connect and the power will flow. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, faithfulness of God doing his promises is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We don't see it, but we believe God has promised it. Those who want faith, the Bible says faith comes from hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped hoped for my question who's hoping in what what are we hoping in have we controlled our hopes guided our hopes focused our hopes question what should we hope in these three things remain faith hope and love the first one the greatest one is love it tells me First is love. We hope in God's love, the milk, then the faith will come. Faith is the substance of that very hope. This is how you receive faith. You're receiving it because of hearing of the promises of God, which is the word of God. Scripture is scripture. Scripture. The promise of God is the word of God. You can't say in the beginning was the scripture. You can say in the beginning was God's promise. God's promise became flesh and dwelt among us. It is a trap to confuse scripture with a word, even though it is words. It is not the promise of God entirely. Every word in there, it points, Jesus said to him. It records the promises of God so we can hear them and hope in them. There is a danger of extending doctrine. The reason I believe that Adam and Eve were tricked into eating from the tree was that Eve With all good intention, he extended the doctrine. You have a look at it. We can go to the dialogue in Genesis where God said to Adam. Let me find it here. God said to Adam, don't eat from the tree. Uh, Where is it here? It's uh, Genesis 2.16. And the Lord God commanded man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayst freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou shalt eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Just remember that thought. We go to Genesis 3, the dialogue with Satan and Eve. Verse 3, verse 2. Well, let's take it from the beginning. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, Ye shall not eat of it, This is my point. Neither shall ye touch it lest you die. There is the error. Good intention, error. God never said you couldn't touch it. He said don't eat it. And the servant said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. I ran a movie of this in my mind. And I thought, if I was a serpent, what would I do? Ha-ha, she's in error. So I'll touch one of those fruits myself and say to her while I'm touching it, see, I didn't die. You won't die. Touch it. I believe Eve would have touched it and didn't die, and then thinking God is a liar. The door opens then. God is a liar on that. He's trying to trick me. For God does know that in the day you eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as God's, knowing good and evil. You'll miss out. Easily duped. This is why we have to be very careful with a microscope and take everything to the scripture. Search the matters out. Be careful. Today, in the churches, there's a mixture. Babylon means confusion by mixture. Yes, there's truth. Don't touch, don't eat the tree. But don't even touch it. Sounds in line with the truth. But it's not, and it's a trap. It's a very interesting point. Very interesting part of things that I've, that I've found there. So... I wanted to bring that forward today because uh, there's all sorts of discussions on everything else and everything going around. It's the truth that sets us free. It is wise then to have eyes that seek and a heart that seeks the truth. Amen. I say amen
1: to that. If you just tuning in, we're live tonight with Minister Peter Wiffin from the Gold Coast of Australia. Peter, it's good to have you back, my brother. We're looking forward to doing yeah. some regular programs with you here. On the broadcast, we have uh, launched a new series called Omega Man Australia. We're doing those broadcasts each week. We're going to get uh, Brother Peter on to uh, be teaching every month. It's an honor to have you on, man of God. Uh, Peter, you mentioned uh, in the program tonight the Names Amplification Bible. What is that? Tell us uh, about how God gave you this mission to put that together and a little bit more about what exactly it is.
0: Okay. You know, um, never before in the history of man has anyone made a Bible like this. And, and I'm a bit blown away. It was given to me. If all the scholars that have looked at the Bible, no one thought to expand the names, amplify the names. The name's Amplification Bible came out of Deliverance, came out of searching for answers, because God was giving me some hard cases and everyone else some hard cases, and we have cases in Deliverance where we're not getting a result we want. And, you know, I just don't swallow that. I believe that God had made the universe, made the cross perfect, and he loves us and hasn't left us in the dark. So I... I started looking in the scripture, Shannon, and um, I started off with the book of Joshua. And I found an interesting thing: the word Jordan means descender. <laughs> the first tribe across is Reuben, which means behold a son. And the, the Jordan was parted be, between a, te, a, a city called Adam and another city called their distress. So just with the names, it says. Behold, a son walks across the descender, parting it between Adam and his distress. It blew me away. So I started looking in the book of Joshua and I found a cave where five things were captured and the cave's name is the Cave of the Shepherds. And I'm thinking, wow, there's got to be revelation in the names. So I translated all the names in the book of uh, Joshua There's 31 kings uh, were defeated. They all have very interesting names. A lot of them apply to problems we have. There's a a city called Hollowness, another city called I've Been Bewitched, and um, I started with that book. And then I thought to myself, why not do the whole Bible? Oh, then this has been like three years. I'm still... Editing this Bible to its final printing form, in which I'm ten percent through. There's I found out seventeen percent of the Bible's names. Uh, sorry, seventeen percent of the words in the Bible are names. They may as well be in Chinese. Thirty-three thousand three hundred entries which means 33,300 scriptures are affected by names. We don't know the meaning of the names. Jesus knew the meaning of the names. Paul knew the meaning of the names. The early church knew the meaning of the names. We don't. So we're missing out on a huge chunk of the knowledge of God that we need in these days. You know, Shannon, I... I can't read the Bible anymore without having my name's Bible. I I just read it and and I think, what's that name mean? What's that name mean? What's that name mean? And when I've got the name's Bible, I don't have to look it up. I can just see it as I read along, which means I get to keep the train of thought. Some pages are full of names. You'd never look them up in the dictionary. It'd take take you an hour to look up one page. So I inquired at the copyright office. I got a copyright for it. No one has ever done it in the history of the world. I prayed. I said, God, you want to give me this project? I'm just a guy. I I didn't even pass English hardly at school. He said, I've given you my word. And, you know, I, I had to ponder and debate on some names there are some names in there that you have a few different meanings and I'm going, oh, I don't want to add or change from the word. I, you know and you know what God said to me? It's your project. You call it how you see it. So then I had peace and I started. All the names are out of the concordance. All the names are, the, are in there to the best of my ability with an honest heart to give the message. So anyway, I've got a quote. Yes. Um, I've got a quote uh, to print it and have them out on hard copy. And um, But the, the drawback is um, <laughs> they, the minimum order is 4,000 copies and it's uh, 24 grand US or something. And um, – so uh, it's amazing. A, a lady came in here the other night, uh, one of the ladies we prayed deliverance for, and I had a photocopy version here in a folder. And she just freaked out about the Bible, and she wanted one. So I said, you can have that one. You just take it. It's a draft I was using. And she gave me $50 towards the, the Bible project. And uh, I thought, Wow. Because, you know, I, I don't believe in asking for money. I don't like asking for money. I want to give money away from, away from ministry as much as I can. God supplies my needs. And um, anyway, it fell on my heart to do this. Because this Bible is a first, a world first, I'm making an honor roll of the names of everyone that donates for the first printing. Oh, I like that. And I'm going to print their names in the Bible.
1: Peter, what do you estimate right now the cost again
0: to um, launch that first printing? Uh, it's printing cost raw is twenty four thousand, and um, then there's a little bit of freight and, and that sort of stuff. Let me ask you, how and many... that will give me four thousand copies. Four thousand beautiful Bible. Okay. Yeah. From how much many... soft leather cover? Uh, the the mm. proper rice paper, yes, um, rounded corners, gold on the edge, and two color. I'll have the uh, translated words in blue, and the um, uh, the text in black.
1: Brother, you're going first class. I really like that. That would be really nice to have a uh, a leather bound b- Bible names amplification. So you started yes. with the King James as the text, and then you've amplified it. Yeah, um, King James.
0: Is- yeah, King James is the fa- foundational text. Yes. Uh, 1611 of King James. I debated whether the these and vowels, and then when I studied that, the these and the vowels are a more accurate English. So um, if we learn what to quickly learn, it's very easy to learn what the these and vowels are, learn the English around them, you'll get a more colored interpretation of the scripture.
1: Because that actually, uh, I guess that's called a pronoun, right? And that refers to, um, you know, the audience that uh, the writer is speaking to? Yes.
0: And and it's, um, the English language has lost uh, some flavoring with the losing of the these and those.
1: Absolutely. If you'd like to learn more about that, I would encourage people to go to YouTube and look up some of the videos by David Daniels of chick publications he's actually got a book called did the catholic church give us the bible and it really traces the history of the word of god the uh the great attack that came on the men and women that um tried to preserve the word of god in english as the catholic church was trying to um, round up everybody that would not bow their knee to the pope and that supported the english translation of the word and also in other languages outside of latin and Literally, they lost everything. People were captured, burned at the stake, goods confiscated, hunted down, tortured. Folks, there's never been this kind of bloodshed for any other book in the world, let alone any other copy of God's word. And it says the word of God is forever settled in heaven, and he's purified it seven times. (coughs) There's a genealogy of seven translations before we got the King James Bible, as brother Al Cuppet, so well, well pointed out. And you know this is the other thing that I love about it. Well, we're just on the. We got a few minutes left. I love the fact that no one has ever or ever will be able to copyright the King James Bible. That's not the case with the NIV. The, you know, the New King James, all the other versions out there, folks. There's literally a copyright notice that if you use more than excerpts, you have to get their permission. What does that say? And uh, you know, the fact is, it's been in concrete for over 400 years. It just hit its anniversary not many years ago. And um, you don't have to worry about being watered down and changed and manipulated. Yeah, there's about 100 words, that a little archaic for us, here in 2015. Get an 1828 Webster Dictionary, look them up, take your learning up to the next level. Really, it was written so that a 6th grader could read and understand it. And some have even taught themselves English with nothing but a King James Bible. And, you know, I like Bible Hub because there's some verses that sometimes I want to get another um, take at so I can better understand it. I have nothing, no problem with that. But, you know, my base text is always going to be the, the King James Bible. Uh, brother, I can't hear the Lord speak from these other versions out there. I know that there's something wrong many times. I hear something and I said, wait a minute. That's not quite the way I remember it. And I go back and you'll see even subtle differences. But some of them are really... Big differences. And there's some versions that have been whittled down to where even 100,000 plus, upwards of 300,000 words have been changed and removed. What's up with that? A 1,000 would be too many. That's making the edge of the sword blunt. And it's supposed to be sharp. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. You know what? There's never been such hatred against any book. As the King James Bible, why is that? Why? Because people will write me and say, don't be so dogmatic. That means don't take a stand where you're immovable. Folks, the Word of God is black and white. It's not gray. It means what it says, and you can take it or leave it. You can obey the Word of God and be blessed. You can reject the Word of God and be cursed. The blessing of the curse, we've got to choose. Read Deuteronomy 28. I'm learning something a little bit about this spirit of insanity. I'm running into it a lot out there, brother. And I just found out recently that the spirit of insanity is mentioned over in Deuteronomy 28. God will strike people with madness Mm. for disobeying Mm. his commandments. And I wish we could go longer, but I just looked at the clock. I'm out of time. But, brother Peter, you've got two minutes. Would you say a prayer over the people out there before we close? And can I have you back on soon?
0: Yes, yeah, sure. sure. Um, I really enjoyed I your teaching. I for more time, and yes. God has blessed me. I'm getting more time. Praise the Lord. Speaking so. of which, I'm,
1: I'm glad the Lord just reminded me. Uh, Brother Peter has made much sacrifice to be able to come on and do this program and do others in the past, and uh, God is not done with him. The enemy has attacked him hard on the battlefield, and we're asking people to continue to lift him up in prayer. He's in the Gold Coast of Australia, yes. suffered an attack on his feet. What is the condition of your feet
0: right now, brother? It's repairing. It got correctly diagnosed. And for three months, it's, it hasn't been. And in two days, it's repairing. So thank you, Jesus.
1: Praise God. You know, a word came out about that. You're going to be all right. And when I heard that, I said, yeah. praise God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just lift up Brother Peter to you tonight. We lift up his feet, Lord. We ask God that you'd bless them. We loose your Healing angels to Brother Peter right now. I ask that you touch his feet, Jesus. We speak healing to your feet. Skin be restored and healed in the name of Jesus. Bless him mightily, Lord God, what the enemy has stolen. We call your attention to it, Lord God. Satan, the thief, has stolen much from this man of God. We ask God that Satan be made to pay. sevenfold up to all of his substance of his house. Back to Brother Peter.
0: In okay, Jesus Christ's name. for the milk since we've been talking about it. Yes. And um, we'd like, uh, we like to hear any testimonies about the milk. So, dear Father God. Yes. We stir up our love. We, we stir up our love for you by our confession, saying that we love you, we praise you, we thank you, we honor you, we want you. Come and be with us. Be our God. Let us be your people. Come and put to sleep all our enemies. Yes. Come and deal with them. Come and cast them out. Cast them down. Nail them with the cross, Lord God, to the curse. Because you said the snake will eat the dust all the days of his life. That means he's eating the curse of what he's done. You know, God, make them eat what they did on the cross. He's saying the word that it was darkness that put Jesus on the cross. Make the darkness eat the curse, Lord God, in our life. In Jesus' name, That all the people listening have all their enemies put to sleep, Father, with the milk in Jesus' name we pray.
1: Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Peter, we love and appreciate you. Thank you for coming on tonight. We'll see you again soon.
0: All right. Um, Cheers and blessings, everyone.
1: Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name.